<laughs> That's right, folks. The Shoot Brothers are here. Sorry to scare you, but it is our spooky Halloween special. It's that time of year. Halloween episode, of course. This is Mike. Uh, Mike, dare I even say this is our treehouse of horror? <laughs> exactly. Uh, a yearly classic. Everyone looks forward to. Uh, of course, I'm like the shoot shepherd. That's Cameron, the jack-o'-lantern. Bang! I, uh, <laughs> you, um, how's your Halloween been? Have you been, uh, or or just uh, sort of October rather? Have you been watching spooky stuff or getting in the mood? Yeah, big fan of horror. So, uh, yeah, I watched uh, the Midnight Club, that whole series. I don't know if you're aware of it. No. By Mike Flanagan, who did like Hunt. Haunting of Hill House and a couple other series. Very cool. It's good. It's like a teen drama, but with horror themes, so it gets pretty heavy. All these, I don't even, I don't want to give away too much. You I don't. You, you don't want to spoil it on the air, <laughs> of course not. Yeah, but uh, yeah, then I watched some old school classics. The original Carrie. Mm-hmm. That's a great one. I mean, that prom scene is one of the best in all of horror. My God, <laughs> one of the most recognizable for sure. Yeah. What about you? You've been partaking. Not as much as I think I would have liked, of course. In years prior, I was working a month-long Halloween event, so I was immersed <laughs> in the screams and the spooks. Um, <laughs> but this year, nothing really. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I've, I both finished reading and then watched The Shining. Oh, yeah, I watched um, that a few weeks ago. Still, not just one of the best horror movies, but one of the best films after uh, after finishing the book, the book is also incredible, but yeah. uh, they're literally complete opposite shit. <laughs> it's funny. I've, yeah. uh, I, I've always heard <laughs> I've always heard that uh, Stephen King doesn't like uh, that take of The Shining, and then seeing it after reading the book, I get it. I get why he didn't like it. Both are yeah. still good, but I can see how he uh, you know. <laughs> fell by the way. Fell by the ways out of that one. Other than that, there yeah. is a um, uh, it's it's like a spinoff of American Horror Story. Yeah. But it's American Horror Stories, and what they are, it's just like a forty-five minute, quick little horror spooky thing with a twist. An- anthology. Every episode's different. Every episode's different. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that's a good one for us because by the time you know, uh, you know, come home from the gym, eat dinner. By the time like you're kind of ready to settle down. 45 minutes yeah. is a good amount of time before, you know, one of us wants to go to bed or something like that. Yeah. Or, uh, nice little bite size. Yeah, it's on uh, D- Disney Plus. They're pretty good. We've we watched, we've seen probably five or six of them now. That's cool. Yeah, they're fun. Uh, yeah, speaking of The Shining, have you ever heard of Dr. Sleep? Yes, I have. Never saw the movie, but now I want to read the book before I see the movie. Yeah, I, I downloaded it. I haven't watched it yet, but that might be one of my next ones before the month ends. Yeah, I, I love yeah, the shining. I, I definitely want to watch something. Hopefully, get sneak Rocky Horror Picture Show in there or something. <laughs> Classic. And then uh, I think I have to wear a costume to work on Monday. Um, oh yeah. And- so I, I I absolutely have nothing. Like honestly, I might just go <laughs> as Orange Cassidy, and then and then show a photo and be like pretty close, right? Like yeah. <laughs> like I think that might be my only option. Uh, to go as freshly squeezed. Uh, I don't have the exact backpack that he has, but Jess has a. <laughs> maybe I could kind of make a cardboard title belt or something. Uh, stick it out of a backpack. Who knows? But I think <laughs> I, mean, I think freshly really squeezed. Going the extra mile. I think freshly squeezed might be my uh, my best option. Yeah, 
And who knows? Maybe a couple people will be like, hey, Orange Cassidy. I would be shocked if a <laughs> single person. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they'll guess. Maybe, I don't know. I guess jean jacket and jeans could be a lot of things. Yeah, it could be a lot of things. I'm really kind of looking around the house thinking, you know, is there something else I can fashion together? It might never happen, <laughs> but, uh, you know, if it does, then that's great, too. Is it mandatory that you wear a costume? On it's Monday? not, I don't think, but like, <laughs> I'm just worried that everyone will be and I won't be, you yeah. know, like that's almost worse. Uh, you know, like you definitely want to be, don't want to be the only guy without the costume. I'd rather have a shitty costume than, than be the only guy without a costume. What if you're the only guy with a costume? No, there definitely will be people with costumes. Like we've been chatting about it at work. Like people right. are there's there's a That's there, there's an, there's a an event on the uh, the company Google Calendar, so like oh, okay. it's happening. Someone's gonna bring yeah. some treats, you know. So <laughs> I guess if I want no, chocolate, I like... I'm probably gonna have to wear a, something. <laughs> I like people who get in the spirit, so it's fun. Of course, very fun much so. Yeah, very much so. It's uh, it's a lot of fun uh, that time of year as we roll towards Survivor Series. Full gear in a couple weeks. Crown Jewel, going to Saudi. Going to Saudi, yeah, uh, but of course. A lot of exciting action uh, coming up everywhere, but uh, since, it is, since we are talking about Halloween, we had uh, the Havoc last weekend. <laughs> Review. Halloween Havoc, baby. Which is now, I think, is this our second NXT show that's not on a Tuesday? Like, a, or sorry, since the two, since the Reed brand, this is maybe our second or third not yeah, Tuesday night show. I think maybe the, yeah, maybe the third. Um, so, they, yeah, they had the yeah, one. They had the one with Ziggler, and then I think in your in your house may have been. Yeah, one of those, either that or New Year's Evil, or and one now of those this. Things. We're st- we're still at, we're still at the CWC. We're still at the Capitol Wrestling Center. Yeah, but uh, oh the hell not. Uh, kick off the night though. Big ladder match. If you want to start off an NXT pay per view the right way, uh, time is time has stated, has told us. Start off with the ladder match. Five way: Carmelo Hayes, Nathan Frazier, Oro uh, Mensa, Von Wagner, Wesley. For that NXT North American Championship, uh, yeah, the vacant. Like said, it was. It's vacant. It's up for grabs. Right? Remember, Solo Sokoa relinquished it. Uh, probably right yeah, after his call up. Yeah, Shawn Michaels just had to lay down the law. Said you gotta, you know, you're on SmackDown now. We can't be having you just taking the title over there. Fair. Uh, anyways, like you said, great way to start off the show. Fun match. Lots of people. I mean, you know, the a bunch of high flyers plus Von Wagner, but he still had his role. You know, it's, you need at least one big guy. You need one big guy. That's why Von Wagner and Braun Strowman will always have a job. Yeah. And they're both better than Lars Sullivan. So they're both that. better than oh, R.I.P. Lars, eh? He didn't have to be so fucked. Could have been good. Yeah. Could have been good if he wasn't so fucked. Could have been, but this match was great. Uh, you know, early on the standard bunch of people getting smacked around with the ladders getting slammed suplex onto it uh power bomb onto the ladder uh yeah one big spot where wesley he he grabs a ladder in the corner and he like jumps on it and rides it down right on top of the fraser kind of cool there that was unique yeah got a holy shit chant from the crowd so uh and then carmelo he hits his nice fadeaway leg drop onto a ladder and then fraser hits a big springboard reverse spanish fly onto ladder so these guys are just busting their asses here and 
uh, Mensa gets to the top of the ladder at one point when Trick Williams jumps in, tips it over, and Mensa like jumps off midair over the ropes and just barely clears it. Thankfully, he lands on a group of guys on the floor, but could have been ugly, but uh, he was fine. Could have been. Uh, then Robert Stone jumps in there at one point, uh, try to grab the belt for Wagner, and he even takes off his shoe and uh, hits Trick with it. But, uh, yeah, he just tips him over. And, <laughs> uh, anyways, at one point we get the ladder set up across the ring to the barricade. Von Wagner gets laid out on it. And Nathan Fraser hits a big frog splash onto the ladder, breaking through it. So big bump there. Uh, and then another big bump when uh, Wagner picks up Lee. He tosses him over the top rope all the way to the announce table. And he just hits hard, bounces that right That was off. wild. After being fucking splashed through a ladder, <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah. just, he just gorilla presses this guy. Like, yeah, that was a good distance. Vaughn, we're not move. saying you're not a strong motherfucker. We're just saying <laughs> we don't, we, you know, be stronger maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Just be stronger. Or get a personality. But. Either one. People love Braun, and I—he's—I I don't think he has personality at all. I think I maybe I'll see it one day. Yeah. Uh, then a bit later, we get the ladder set up, or like one ladder hooked up inside the other, so it's like horizontal. And uh, Lee jumps off, hits a big meteora onto Carmelo onto the ladder, and that ends up being the killing blow. Carmelo's out. Lee climbs to the top of the ladder, unhooks the title. New North American champion, Wesley. Fan and, and the fans gave him that that reaction. You know, I think kind of, you know, he's he got he got he's he got dealt the, the shitty hand, I think, you know. Uh yeah. throughout yeah, that MSK know. thing, unfortunately, you know, uh it, it went the way it did, and he's just kind of been that little baby face that people are like, yeah, we like you. Let's hopefully see the uh, the right opportunity, and we did. Yeah, this was big win. I think, uh, yeah, big breakout moment for him. He was he was emotional. He's crying on the top of the ladder. The crowd's chanting, "You deserve it." Yeah, he was crying, and he was like crying, crying. Yeah, because he's like six months ago. I might not have even had a job after this, but he stuck with it. He's a talented guy. Uh, this was an awesome match. Loved it. Uh, yeah, maybe the second best ladder match in NXT history after that five star classic. From a few years back. Wow, yeah, <laughs> you know, no, it, it really was. It really was. It was a great crowning, of course. Uh, Adam Cole, Bay Bay, sitting there on top. EC3. <laughs> Remember, it was, it was the only match I've ever seen that I cared about. EC3 <laughs> and Lars <laughs> yeah. Sullivan, two dudes who I couldn't give less shits about, were there. They got five stars. I got five. In the <laughs> it's in the book. Mostly because of yeah, Adam Cole and Ricochet, and <laughs> yeah, mostly mostly because. Uh, next uh, up on the card. Well, between that, we had a little bit of a mini movie kind of thing with the uh, toxic attraction exploring this. Oh, they're dark going to walk haunted a haunted house, house with uh, what's her name? Fire. Yeah, they're looking for Alba they're Fire, and they for make her. Yeah, they make the big mistake of splitting up. So Alba just systematically takes them out one by one. Uh, Mandy's all alone, and Alba nails her with the bat, and then. Uh, yeah, they all try to help Mandy, but they get beaten down, and then Elba just drives off, and uh, she grabs Mandy and drives off in her car, takes her to the arena. So this is her way of trying to keep Toxic Attraction out of the match by locking them in this haunted house. Lock them in a haunted house. 
I was watching, um, we were watching one of these American Horror Story things, uh, and I was thinking about, you know, if I, if my house was haunted, and you know what I think, get, you know what I think I just kind of realized with horror, in the haunted house style of horror movie, you know, like that classic gag, Mm -hmm. I don't get how these people spend so much time at home. Like, I think in like a normal day, let's say I was in high school, perfect, um, the perfect age to be spooked. You know, or to be possessed by a ghost of some kind. You know, go, go to school with a knife or something like that. They totally could have possessed me. I was home from kind of like 9.30 p.m. until like 7 a.m. Yeah. And mostly those hours are a quick bowl of cereal, watch half a show, like kind of like on those weekday nights especially, right? And weekends, I mean, you're going to work going to friends places you're doing this and that i don't think i would have been home enough time to be haunted <laughs> well what about all those late night hauntings isn't isn't that one of the most active i mean nighttime? you know but i feel like by the time i'm home i'm just kind of going straight to bed i'm not <laughs> like, i don't i don't have time to like what's that sound from the other room and then walk out on it <laughs> you know because it's just like it's straight to fucking bed or whatever it is. i mean even thinking of my life right now the most time i spend here you know consistently are days that we do the show it's like the day that i kind of get <laughs> home from work and i don't i'm not leaving i'm not going out to do you know run errands or do anything else it's like nope it's fucking here so i mean i'm in prime spooking hours right now they could come get me I guess your schedules just don't align. My schedules don't align. And I feel like that's really what saves me from being Because who knows? Maybe these ghosts, maybe they got to run errands. That's what I'm thinking, right? Like, they have (laughs) shit to do, too. You know, they're on just like, well, you think they're just like sitting around like the entire time I'm not home? It's like, fuck, (laughs) where is this guy? Oh, he's sleeping over. They hear it like last minute. (laughs) Like, fuck. Yeah. Well, let's continue with the spooky festivities because up next we got a good old casket match. Uh, Grayson Waller taking on Apollo Crews. Fun classic gimmick here. Perfect for Halloween. You got to put your opponent in the casket and shut the lid in order to get the win. Uh, And of course, anything goes. So they're just brawling all around the ring. At one point, Waller grabs a pen, stabs Apollo in the eye. He's already got that weird bloody eye thing going on, so that's going to... Too much with the <laughs> eyes, folks. Too much with yeah. the eyes. Uh, and he keeps going to it. He pokes him in the eye again later and shoves Apollo off the top of the rope right onto the casket. He breaks through the lid, lands inside, but the ref's like, uh, uh, you're supposed to close the lid, so <laughs> you don't win off that. You can't just break the casket. Uh... So, yeah, Waller celebrates. He thinks he's won, but the ref says no. The match continues. The lights shut off. And when they turn back on, uh, Apollo's kind of surrounded by these druids who bring out a replacement casket. This one looks a bit more durable, much nicer. (laughs) And now these weren't the dyad. This wasn't the dyad. No, these were just, you know, the druids that Undertaker used to have. (laughs) Classic druids. Yeah. So, the nice new casket. Uh, back in the ring, Grayson Waller does a little Undertaker. He does the throat slit gesture. He goes for a tombstone, but uh, Apollo reverses it into a cool, like an inverted powerbomb type of thing. And They fight onto the apron. Apollo slams Grayson into the casket with a big spine buster, shuts the lid. Apollo Crews gets the win. Apollo Crews gets the win. Felt a little, I didn't like that. It felt a little overbooked maybe. 
Druid showing up, casket breaking. <laughs> I also kind of in my mind, the the casket match specifically is one that you very, I, you very, or there, there's some match you associate with a certain type of gimmick character. You know, whether it yeah. be take, you know, like the the creepy uh, or mystic ish kind of character, they're the ones who find themselves in casket matches. Yeah, yeah, these two don't necessarily have that vibe but don't really uh, have that vibe uh so you know we've seen yeah. better we've seen better we've seen better we've seen worse they were just kind of there just kind of uh, there <laughs> after that we got cora j taking on roxanne perez and the weapons wild match so uh you know they they kind of preload the set with a bunch of weapons surrounded out around the ring and uh yeah cora's got her her black kendo stick and roxanne brings out a skateboard and they swing at each other. The skateboard wins. Cora gets placed on top of the skateboard and rolled out. She slides under the bottom rope, crashes onto the floor. Uh, and at some point, Cora pulls out some kind of bottle to sprays Roxy in the face. Some I think sort of mace or something. I think it was supposed to be like a. My, my guess it was supposed to be like spray paint because she's edgy, you know. Because uh, well, she's punk and she likes spray. She's <laughs> anti-authority. Yeah, it must have been clear spray paint. Clear Clearly. spray paint. Obviously, not going to spray paint no the woman in the face. <laughs> uh, then Cora puts a garbage can over top of Roxanne, just kicks her head in, and uh, she kind of falls, takes a big bump, like falling head first upside down with a can on her head. Could have been bad there. Who knows what it's like in there inside? Maybe there's a little <laughs> pillow. Maybe. Then uh, we get some ropes, some chains, kendo stick shots. Uh, the big moment they fight their way up to the the balcony the mezzanine if you will uh, yeah they're both standing up there Roxanne takes a swing at Cora Cora kind of yanks her in and then they both fall off the platform crash through some tables big bump there holy shit chant from the crowd uh, and then yeah they both recover get back in the ring and then there's this huge pile of chairs in the corner Roxanne hits Cora with the pop rocks onto the chairs. That gives Roxy the one, two, three, the hard fought win. The big win over Cora, who just can't seem to fucking buy one. Can't win the big one, but uh, yeah, I like this match. These two, these are your, these are your future stars of the division. At least here now. Is this the same? Uh, they took that bump off the little mezzanine area. Is this, yeah. and now the COVID-2 era brought us a lot of things. Did Rob Gonkowski jump off that same <laughs> little fucking mezzanine at WrestleMania, the, like the, uh, the, 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 the shutdown WrestleMania? Am I crazy? Yeah. Am I getting my venues yeah. mixed up? No, I think, I mean, it might not have been in the exact same venue, but it was probably the same prop. Or at least the exact like, like it, it literally looks like in the like Thunderdome, I think. Yeah, no, not Thunder. No, it wasn't been a Thunderdome. Would have been uh, I guess maybe just straight the performance Free center. Oh yeah, because like oh yeah, before they even had the Thunderdome. So. Yeah, it was yeah, it was like the first Might one have been. right where Drew went over on Brock and. Uh, yeah, I think Champa and Gargano jumped off at once as well, like a big air raid crash. Or something. Oh really? <laughs> one of their matches. Uh, Reusing props, yeah. Hunter. That's what you're doing over there? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, speaking of props, I mean, we didn't really mention the whole set, of course. All the Halloween, the fun. Uh, Shotzi Blackheart, Quincy Jones. Quincy Elliott. <laughs> Quincy Elliott, not Quincy Jones. 
<laughs> the legendary producer. The le uh, yeah, yeah, Shotzi Blackheart and the legendary producer Quincy Jones <laughs> made their way to the ring for a little bit of fun before Lash Legend shows up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that'd be a great signing for, uh, for, <laughs> for WWE. Get him, <laughs> a great signing. Him to start producing the music. A great signing. No, no, he's, 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 a, he's an in-ring performer. He's taking bumps. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably like fucking seventy. Yeah, almost, no, right? that's what I'm saying. It's it's a uh, okay. something. A sting can do it. Anyone can. Anyone can. Uh, but yeah, like we said, the two hosts come out. Shotzi's Beetlejuice. Quincy's a banana. Is he the peanut butter jelly guy? Peanut butter jelly time. Always a peanut butter jelly time. <laughs> way yeah, way yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, there you go. There you go. Uh, so yeah, they're here. They're doing their hosting duties. Lash Legend interrupts. Says she should have been the host. Quincy's just like girl. Lashing Out was canceled a long time ago, that that awful talk show, but yeah, so they just do some, do some arguing, eventually Shotzi's had enough, and nails Lash with a big DDT. Big old DDT. Um, yeah. what, 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 no, what happened here? Um, Julius Creed, was he wearing, uh, so, you know what caught my eye? What's that? Well, I, mean, I was talking about the... Sorry, I guess I was talking about the upcoming match. That was cool. Yeah, we'll get to that. I'm Damon sorry. Camp take on Julius Creed I'm in an so ambulance match. Yeah, sorry. I thought we were there. I had to say, before this match even happened, is he wrestling in his boxers now? <laughs> they kind of um, look like... You know, you go to like you go to Sport Check and there's like that an, an athletic boxer. Like a, a tighter fitting You know, but boxer. it still kind of has that little flap in the in, in the middle. Because I swear <laughs> yeah. that's what he's wearing now. <laughs> I didn't really notice. Okay, uh, this, this was my big notice because he's a big beefy boy. There's a lot of beef heading into an ambulance by the end of the night. <laughs> yeah, I'll try to pay attention next time to his attire. <laughs> pay attention. I mean, maybe I don't know. Maybe he's, yeah. Maybe because it wasn't a regular match, he's wearing his comfy clothes. That's a good point. Know. Everyone's you're all, you're <laughs> always allowed to wear not your normal ring attire in a uh, gimmick match. Yeah, let's see some pajama pants going on here. Good point. Uh, but anyways, Julius Creed, Damon Camp, ambulance match. Uh, you got to put your opponent into the back of the ambulance and shut both doors fully in order to get the win. Uh, with the added step where if Julius loses, he costs his brother Brutus his job at NXT. Wow. So. He's fighting for he's fighting for the family. Diamond mine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you know what to expect. Just a bunch of brawling all around outside the ring. Uh, yeah, Creed gets camp from the back, but uh, goes to close the door, but camp blocks it with a crutch. Then he just starts chucking out a bunch of crutches and... Uh, Creed grabs a fire extinguisher, sprays him in the face. We get some steel steps. Uh, they fight their way back to the ambulance, which was also kind of in a weird spot because it wasn't really like in front of the crowd. So I guess the venue's too small; they couldn't like drive it out on the yeah. Ramp. Because of course, uh, part of the uh, the ambulance match isn't just close the doors; it's the the ambulance then needs to peel off to the closest local medical facility. <laughs> exactly. You know, like that uh, is very important to the whole thing. We saw one. Um, I think it was two hell. I think it was the Hell in a Cell in Thunderdome. Right. We had a uh, the Ran Man and yeah. Drew. I believe was in an, yeah. an ambulance match. Yeah, that one ended up being pretty good. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So it was kind of in this awkward this little backstage area that had like a tiny little fan section, so some people could still watch, but. Uh, 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, They're trying their hardest. Some, <laughs> some more medical props. We get a wheelchair. Camp gets seated in it. And then Creed like slides a crutch across the handle so he's stuck and then just wheels him into the steel steps. That was a f- I, I like that spot. That was, that was a fun yeah. spot. Creative move there. And then, of course, some chair shots. Uh, we get a stretcher. Used as a weapon. Uh, yeah, Creed gets put in an equipment trunk and slammed into the ambulance. And then Camp puts Creed into the back of it. And then he slams the door shut. But Creed sacrifices his hands, sticks them out to block the door. Could have broken a bone there. That looked the hard. <laughs> That looked convincing, but looked I'm convincing. sure it's gimmicked, but damn. Because then he goes to slam it again, and he just sticks his fingers out, and they get slammed. So this poor guy Jesus. sacrificing his digits to save his brother's career. <laughs> uh, but yes, he saves himself. He gets out of the ambulance. He nails camp with 11 stiff chair shots in a row. Oh, you counted? Power. I counted. Jesus. He did 10, and then he did one for good luck. Uh <laughs> A, res- and a wrestler's up- dozen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then he power bombs Camp onto a stretcher, kind of breaks the damn thing, and then uh, puts a chair over Camp's face, punches him with a huge lariat, and that's the knockout blow. Creed just carries him into the back of the ambulance, shuts the door, ambulance drives off, Creed wins. Saving his brother's contract, his, his, his career. Yeah. Maybe sacrificing his own with those hand and wrist injuries. Who knows? <sighs> yeah, that, that, that's brutal. Have you ever gotten your hands caught in a thing? A door, car door, uh, door door? Kind of. I mean, I've broken my wrist twice, but not from that. Not from that specific hand in a door chunk. But I've kind of, I've, I mean, I've had it. Yeah, not as brutal as that. I've had like a finger slammed in a door kind of. But but not the, yeah, not not the, oh, man, imagine not the, like that. the not middle of the Not by like a 250-pound man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then we cut to the parking lot where Alba Fires pulled up. She's got Mandy with her. Uh, Rose, she tries to crawl away, but Alba just kicks her butt down to the ring. And that just leads us right into the women's title match. Mandy Rose, Alba Fire. Uh, Alba also sporting some uh, kind of Thunder Rosa look going on with the half painted face, little jack o' lantern thing going well, on. Well, hey, there. no one has the look right now, so you might as well pick it up, right? Like, now's the time. Yeah. To do a Thunder Rosa mask. Yeah, Thunder Rosa, Darby Allen, the half face. It's it's a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, this match was pretty good. The crowd was split, cheering for both women at times. Uh, Alba hits a nice swanton bomb. Ended up being a pretty short match, though, because she hits the swanton. I swear, I, swear I, I, I literally swear I got up to make a bagel, and it was done by <laughs> the time I returned. Yeah, I think it was, like, just over seven minutes, so... Alba Fire hits the big swanton bomb, goes to make the pin, but JC and Gigi have escaped the haunted house. They yank the ref out of the ring. So he's busy arguing with them. JC jumps on the apron. Alba super kicks her. She falls off onto the referee, which knocks him out. Uh, back in the ring, Alba hits her finisher, the gory bomb, but the ref's not there to make the count. So she grabs the ref, rolls him back in the ring. But Gigi and JC hit Alba with a big double kick and then roll her back in the ring for Mandy to hit the kiss by the rose. No longer the C-trigger. And that gives Mandy the win. She retains. But huge assist from Toxic Attraction. Huge. It kind of felt like the whole Haunted House thing was what was going to keep them out. 
Yeah, I mean, they, uh, yeah, that haunted house thing was probably about as long as this match ended up being. <laughs> Good point. It certainly felt like it. Yeah, so she tried, but she failed. And, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, at this point now, that's uh, Mandy Rose has passed a year. She's done it. A uh, uh, three, six, five? Yeah, as of now. Not a, as of the pay per view, but as okay. of the current time. So I think that puts her like third highest all time for the NXT Women's Belt. Yes, yeah, behind Oscar and Asuka. someone. Shayna. Yeah, Shayna Baszler. Mm. The Reign of Terror. <laughs> <laughs> but let's go to the main event of the evening. No steps needed. This is Braun Breaker versus Ilya Dragunov versus JD McDonough. And just a fantastic wrestling match. Triple threat for the title. Uh, of course, Breaker's got to do his special entrance. So he comes out with a shovel, smashes these two tombstones with the the opponent's name on them. and uh, Yeah, awesome main event. All three guys just uh, on fire. I mean, Braun, though, I noticed a couple boos, a couple boo birds, but uh, maybe they're barking, too. Yeah, they maybe could have been ho, ho. Yeah, that's, a, that's yeah. close ooh, to ooh, a boo. <laughs> Roo and boo. Roo, roo. Yeah, good point. Uh, Maybe it was like, you know, when Arsenio Hall comes out, though. It's a real Arsenio. It's an Arsenio <laughs> thing. Braun Breaker, big Arsenio Hall fan. Not a lot of people know this. Yeah, he probably wasn't even alive when that show was on. But Probably not. Uh, anyways, uh, hard-hitting match here. Everyone's got their moments to shine. Although it's funny, I noticed pretty much, like, Dragunov never took a break. Like, there'd be times where JD was out, times where Braun Breaker was out, but... Dragunov pretty much was there for the whole match. Yeah. So props the, to him. The guy's got stamina. I think we need uh, either he needs to win that championship or main roster call up. Yeah. I love the guy. He's too uh, good. He's too good. Yeah. He had a big spot where uh, he puts Braun and JD in the corner and then he climbs the top rope on the opposite side, hits the huge coast to coast leg drop. Uh, yeah, nice move there. Uh, and then Dragunov just dishing out those chops, those super loud chops. And, I mean, he's basically a mini Gunther. Hey, he, <laughs> with the way, <laughs> with the yeah, way he hits. Kinda little, he's little Gunther. Maybe that's why the, they made those matches between them uh, so good. Because, like, imagine yeah. a Daniel Bryan versus Bryan Danielson match. Just imagine <laughs> what that would be like. Imagine two AJ Styles going at it. Yeah, it'd be fucking uh, poetry in motion. So of course, Ilya Dragunov <laughs> and Gunther is, uh, you know, Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Uh, then a cool combo move. Breaker hits the Frankensteiner off the top rope, which launches JD right into Ilya, catches him in a sit-out power bomb. Great timing there. Crowd chance. Holy shit for that. Then uh, as we get late in the match, all three men just start trading blows. Dragonov with those vicious chops, like I said, and uh, yeah, he hits a big power bomb on Braun Breaker, and then this awesome punch where he just like falls right onto him with his whole body weight as he punches him in the face. Oh, Jesus, love that move. I love Dragonov; he's so good. But <laughs> uh, yeah, Breaker kicks out. McDonough comes flying in with a 450 splash onto Dragonov, but he kicks out. And then Breaker hits a double German suplex, sends both men flying at once. Then he hits a nice top rope bulldog, followed by the press power slam on Dragunov. 
But uh, JD runs in, tosses Braun out of the ring, goes to steal the pin. But luckily, Dragunov kicks out at the last second. Uh, so Breaker gets back in the ring. He tosses JD over the ropes, but turns around right into the Torpedo Moscow from Dragunov. And then a big top rope senton. And then he hits another Torpedo Moscow. He's got this match won. He makes the cover. The ref counts one, two. But just as his hand comes down for the three, McDonough slides in, catches the arm. So it doesn't hit the mat. So that's... I mean, if the hand doesn't hit the mat, it doesn't count. That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> F- crowd, crowd exploded at that moment, too. Yeah, crazy spot. I mean, he would have won the title there if it wasn't for that. So uh, Dragunov goes after JD, chases him, or runs at him, but gets caught with a big Spanish fly on the floor. Uh, and then McDonough grabs a chair, takes a swing, but Elia avoids it, knocks him out with a big torpedo headbutt. And then goes back in the ring for the final exchange, him and Braun. He goes for one more torpedo Moscow, but Breaker counters with a big spear. And that gets in the pinfall. Breaker retains. In in a match that proved Braun can hang. Oh, yeah. yeah. All three guys were awesome here. But, uh, yeah, Dragunov, he's the man. Like, he's he's so good. Yeah, he's the, he, he's the, uh, he's the immediate call-up. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, love this main event. Four and a half star minimum is what I'm saying. That's what you're hoping for? Minimum. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Meltzer, Meltzer likes Meltzer likes Dragunov. Yeah. He likes, you know, this was a good old traditional wrestling match. and uh, Yeah, we don't know, though. I mean, I don't even know if Dragunov lives in the States. He might just go back to Europe and wait till NXT Europe. But I hope that's not the case. I hope that's not the case. That. It feels yeah. like the stage would be bigger. And Gunther made it over after everyone thought uh, that wouldn't happen. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, hopefully that's not the case. We'll have to wait and see, but I uh, definitely want to see more of the guy. Yeah, TBD on uh, on the, on, Ily, on, uh, on Ily Dragunov. Yeah, but uh, overall a fun show. You know, uh, this was the first, I mean, the, the previous Halloween Havocs were the TV special, so we got a longer card, a bit more action, no commercials, so... Yeah, for the most part, all the matches were good. Casket match was a little weak, but uh, yeah, it was fun. A, l- a little bit of everything for everyone. Exactly, it was fun. It was a great time. It was a great time. Let's uh, let's make our way to leak though. Let's uh, let's. What about what about action over on Rampage? Rampage. 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 Kicked off with the acclaimed defending their tag titles against Tony Nese and Josh Woods, uh, but not just for the titles. Also, the trademark for scissoring is on the line here. Titles so. versus trademarks, folks. <laughs> Brett, new step. Yeah. So of course everyone's rooting for the acclaimed, and uh, they just go back and forth until acclaimed hit the arrival and the mic drop, get the win, retain the titles, win back the trademark. Uh, Mark Sterling says, no, I'm not handing over the contract. So Billy Gunn just comes out, tosses him out of the ring. They grab the contract and stomp away on Sterling's balls. <laughs> on his ball, of course. Right right where you would scissor. <laughs> yeah, the real scissor. Uh, 
yeah, it's, cr- it's crazy how over they are. Uh, it, it's nice to see both the acclaimed and FTR getting same level of crowd responses. Yeah, the crowd response, um, but not the same amount of exposure. We we need to see more FTR. Well, of course, but what what you, what you going to do? The acclaimed is on top right now. I know that's 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 the tough part because you don't want them to lose the belts too soon. But how long are we going to drag out this FTR thing? They, we want them with the titles. But I'm just saying, right? It's nice to see two two tag teams getting that yeah, same level no, I of agree. reaction. I like I like seeing that. Yeah, no, especially like think two years ago when the acclaimed formed, they were nothing really. Like no one, no one knew who they were, or what they were about. But then you know the raps started to get over, and then of course once Billy Gunn joined the group, the scissoring. I just put them on a whole new level. <laughs> whole new level. <laughs> and then after that, we had the FTW title on the line. Hook taking on Arya Davari. Uh, Davari offers Hook $50,000 for the title in cash. Uh, but Hook just smacks the cash out of his hand and, uh, yeah, quickly gets him the red rum, taps him out, retains the belt. Red rum. <laughs> exactly. Danny, Danny, Red stop! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, yeah. so, I'm sorry. <laughs> or was that Tony? It was Tony doing the. Tony. It was yeah, yeah, oh yeah, Tony. He's got the weird voice. Yeah, Mrs. Torrance. Mrs. Torrance. Very polite. <laughs> A very polite young boy. Tony was always Mrs. Torrance. I mean, yeah, yeah. he can't help it if his if he's you know if he if he has a speech impediment the man can't help that yeah i mean he uh he predicted them he predicted them he was telling him like get out (laughs) yeah he knew something bad was going on exactly uh then we had layla gray take on willow nightingale crowd likes willow she's fun Mm -hmm. but uh she's got to deal with all the baddies on the outside but no problem she overcomes their bullshit Hits the doctor bomb to get the nice win. And then afterwards, Tony Schiavone announces that Willow is all elite. And I just assumed she was a while ago, but I guess not. <laughs> everyone has, no, everyone's got to get their uh, introduction or everyone has to, you know, get their big one. Yeah, I think yeah. I would have also assumed too. Yeah, she was, I mean, we saw her there. She's she was super for, over. Yeah, she's been here for like a year, or it feels like. I don't know. Was she at the show that you and I went to, or was she at the show that I went to the next night? Uh, I can't remember. It must have been. It must have been the rampage then, because I yeah. definitely saw her wrestle a match. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then afterwards, Jade Cargill comes out, tells Nyla Rose, "Get your ass out here with my TBS title." Nyla appears on the video screen, and not only does she still have the title, but now she's stolen Jade's keys and drives off with her car. Add to that Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a serious offense. Uh, and Jade's like, I ain't leaving until I get my belt. So a bunch of security guard comes out, and she just whoops their asses and ends up leaving. Yeah, she still has it for some reason. Yeah. Uh, main event, triple threat for the freshly won All-Atlantic title. Freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy defense against Roosh and Preston Vance. And uh, this one got a good amount of time for a Rampage match. Over 15 minutes here. and Yeah, just nice competitive main event. Uh, Roosh was fighting dirty. Starts whipping guys with the production cables. And uh, 
Later on, Orange Cassidy gets hit with a double choke slam onto the table. Uh, but the table does not break. It's about 50-50 when <laughs> these tables uh, in AEW. These, I know. I think these 50s <laughs> across the board. Didn't fucking Lashley speared Lesnar into a fucking table last week? And it did nothing, nothing happened. Nothing happened. He had to go back up for the fucking choke slam for him to go through. You, you would just think that oh, much beef... Yeah. Going right into a table would fucking stop, uh, crush it immediately. <laughs> but I think that was the announced table. It's 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 reinforced. Uh, I mean, still, I'm just gonna <laughs> say I think just tables inconsistent across the board. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Well, Roosh says we're breaking this table, so he just sets it up against the barricade and throws ten right through it. Uh, and then later on, Cassidy hits the beach break on ten, makes the cover, but Jose, the assistant, breaks up the pin. And JR is like, this is a mockery of the rules. Uh, Excalibur's like, well, by the letter of the law, it's all legal and triple threat. Well, by the letter of the law. <laughs> but JR is like, this ain't wrestling. This ain't wrestling. He's, he's just speaking his mind. But uh, Danhausen shows up. He takes out Jose. A bit later, Cassidy goes for another beach break. Ten blocks it, but Cassidy counters with a pin. And as he's pinning him, he puts his hands in his pockets, and the ref counts to three. Orange Cassidy retains the belt. AOC retains. She's gonna have it for. He's gonna have it for a little while. Uh, yeah. Sorry, still love seeing Roosh though. Uh, yeah, he's a good talent. Yeah, he's great. Love to see him with Andrade, but it's not gonna happen. Uh, yeah, probably not. Probably and, not. Uh, Preston Vance. Also, I, lo- I like how he changed his mask. It looks a bit better now. Yeah, it kind of looks. Rubber. Yeah, yeah, it looks a little scarier now, or maybe. Yeah, or... before it was a little goofy looking, but. Uh, I mean, he was probably going to lose that mask a few weeks before the whole Andrade thing went down. Yeah, so. I, I, I've seen him a lot without his mask on various, you know, whatevers. He's he's a fine-looking young man. Like, I don't know why. he. I'm, I'm just saying the mask is there for him to lose in the future. Yeah, I'm sure it'll still happen if that's what was. Yeah, he'll up. lose it. He'll lose it one day. Yeah. But that was Rampage. That was Rampage, and this is SmackDown. Okay, folks, it's Friday night. It's time for SmackDown Live. It uh, used to be on Tuesday, but then uh, I think it was on Friday before, though. No, no, wait. We used to film it on a Thursday and then release it. It's just SmackDown Live. SmackDown Live. As we build up November 5th. My birthday. We're going to Saudi, baby. <laughs> I'll be at a family yeah, nice. Christmas. I won't be able to watch it live. A but uh, Christmas. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, s- yeah. Eight weeks before Christmas. Yeah, yeah. The Osborne family <laughs> does things a little bit differently over there. Uh, they book Christmas. It, it's actually never been this early. Usually, it's mid-November, like like probably like, like a week and a half. Like later. American Thanksgiving. Yeah, kind of like that. <laughs> Y'all sit around, watch planes, trains, and automobiles. <laughs> uh, no, we just we do Christmas super early just to kind of like do it because everybody else is so busy and people live, you know, people move down to Florida and yeah, all I that, all that some kind. Some people of, might have young kids now and shit. Exactly, all that kind of stuff. You know, we all agreed we're not religious. It's about family. <laughs> so uh, yeah, don't call my family's traditions weird, Mike. I hear the judgment in your voice. No, it's not weird, but uh, it's improper. <laughs> just, <laughs> That's almost worse of you to say. No, I'm just kidding. Let's no, get I this week's show. <laughs> uh, Smackdown. Smackdown kicks off. Uh, Sheamus taking on Solo Sokoa. Yeah, this was a nice, hard-hitting match. 
Uh, Solo hits a big Samoan drop off the middle rope, and Sheamus lands hard on his shoulder there. Uh, he, and then on the Sheamus outside, lands hard everywhere. Just I guess so. <laughs> and he, uh, yeah, because he's so pale and white, like he just bruises so nicely. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Every punch, every chop. Uh, then on the outside, you had the Usos and the Brawling Brutes going at it. Uh, they end up flipping the announce table over, burying the Brutes. Uh, so Sheamus comes flying off the top rope with a big double clothesline on the Usos. But he took his eye off the prize, which allows Solo to hit Sheamus with the spinning Solo. That's what he calls the rock bottom, and that gives him the win. And, uh, yeah, right after... No. Sorry, are you going to... No, what, yeah, no, right, what are you going to say? <laughs> okay. Right after the match, they're not quite done. They grab Sheamus. They hold him down against the steel steps. They wrap a chair around his arm. And they take another chair and smash him. Smash the arm many times. Some serious damage there. Bloodline stand tall. Uh, I wonder... As we build oh. ourselves towards Survivor Series, the war games, do you think it's going to be Bloodline and someone? That's what... Uh, yeah, that's, that's what, what it fucking feels like, you know, and I wonder who is the team that's going to take down those five? Yeah, is it four or five? I it's don't know. It's probably going to be remember. five because Sammy's got to be there. Yeah. Well, if it is four, that could be the story where Roman's like, hey, Jay, you're out. Sammy's in. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but maybe book not. Book it. Book it. Sheamus is in the midst of... One of the greatest in-ring little runs that we've had, at least uh, during the duration of this show. Yeah, a bit of a renaissance. Like, the word banger is not just a catchphrase. It's a reality for (laughs) Sheamus. Every single time he comes into the ring, something great's going to happen. Five-star match. A five-star match. Yeah, and that was kind of the turning point where the whole crowd got behind him, and now they're all baby faces, the brawling brutes, so... And well, you remember the uh, the the trilogy with uh, Drew McIntyre, even not what a year and a half ago, maybe. Yeah, great matches there. I mean, Sheamus—he knows what he's doing. He's been around. He's been around the block. And now and, he's uh, leading a ragtag group of little pickpockets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, it's done a good job getting them over as well. So. Uh, yeah, I'd like to see these all these guys in the war games and yeah, figure it, out the numbers and figure out the numbers. Uh, but I think the bloodline has to be the team that's there. Yeah, or maybe Roman's the one that doesn't fight. He's like, I don't, I don't, I don't fight. No, Roman's, twice a month. Come on, Roman's got to. <laughs> he should. He, he should. should. But. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. It could be different. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, we'll figure that out after after the Saudi pay per view. Uh, we got a quick backstage promo from Bray Wyatt says he didn't get to finish what he wanted to say last week and uh you know i've got problems i've got anger it takes me to places i don't want to be and i know what he's trying to do referring to that white rabbit guy but uh he's gonna do horrible things but don't feel sorry for me i'm a servant now so kind of a, I mean the fans want to cheer him but he's kind of teasing some evil stuff yeah like he spoke into the camera yeah, uh, but who he who he actually is will remain a little mystery. Yeah, uh. yeah. Uh, like, what's this but, incarnation of his character going to be? Yeah, yeah. Still have to wait and see. And who's his first feud going to be with? 
things like that. Yeah, like what's he doing? Because he's still Bray Wyatt, the re- the wrestler, right? Yeah, <laughs> who is famously I mean, underwhelming in the ring, but everything else about it is so fun. Yeah, I mean, uh, probably too late to book him for Crown Jewel, but I'm sure we'll see him fight at Survivor Series. I mean, we we Hopefully. we would at least have to, right? Yeah, I would imagine. Uh, maybe they have another guy to wear this mask and he fights him. I don't know. Fights the other guy in the mask? It's Kane. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> uh, Adam Rose, he can play the bunny. There we go. <laughs> uh, backstage, Jey Uso, he knows Logan Paul's going to be here tonight, so he wants to jump him. But Sammy says, no. Roman said, we leave him alone. We don't give him any excuses. Right, Jimmy? And Jimmy's like, my dog. And Jay's not happy, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> Jimmy's the man. I love how cool he is. With yeah, Sam. he's such a. I, I love. Well, I just love <laughs> the dichotomy between the two. Like the difference yeah. of. If you couldn't tell them apart, now you can just by how they act. Just by how they act. Yeah. Now finally, they have like defining characteristics, and they're not just twins named pretty much the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Like Jimmy and uh, Mark, it would have been so much easier. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure their real names are something different. I can't remember. I oh, well, like I'm John. sure, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, then we had Sonya Deville take on Liv Morgan. And the uh, crowd's still supporting Liv. Uh, Sonya smacking her around, but then Liv just starts laughing. She's getting in Sonya's face saying, come on, hit me. Uh, she gets feisty. They fight to the floor, and they're both just so consumed with beating each other up that they don't realize the ref counts them out, double count out. But uh, Liv's not done. She just starts grabbing chairs, tosses a whole pile of them into the ring, superplexes Sonya onto it, and uh, yeah, Liv just laughs. She's got a bit of a gimmick change. She's just kind of unhinged, crazy right now. Ah, crazy. Ah. Yeah, but still the, the kind of a baby face crowd likes her, but yeah. She's, right? She's, yeah. Um, we didn't see any Ronda, I think, I guess, on this show. I don't think so. No. Uh, but we did get a little short Viking Raiders vignette and uh, Sarah Logan tease. Appe- I, it appears to be Sarah Logan, and I sure as hell hope so. One of the greatest, <laughs> um, I believe, uh, runner-up at a Rumble, too. Like, this isn't just some, you know, performer. This is a, <laughs> a, one of the great uh, Rumble participants. Yeah, I mean, we saw her in last year's Rumble for a brief moment as well. So exactly, she's she's kept herself ring ready. <laughs> so I'm sure it's only a matter of time. Well, matter of time. Uh, then your boy Braun Strowman comes out, cuts a promo on Omos. Comes out uh, to a huge pop. <laughs> yeah, I mean the fans like. Ah, <gasps> oh, my. Big man goes choo choo. Crowd goes woo woo. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, he's talking about Omos. MVP comes out to reply, and they end up sending a match for uh, Crown Jewel. Then Omos comes out himself, stand next to Braun, and that's when you can really see he's got a, he's got a couple inches on Braun. That's the first time I've ever actually noticed that. Uh, yeah, there's a there's a height discrepancy. Yeah, he's a big man, and uh, uh, someone in the front row had a sign that said, "Is that Shaq?" Oh, good timing. It's <laughs> a massive guy. Well, have you ever seen the photos? It's like, uh, it's kind of like the progression of photos. It's, um, 
you know, somebody with The Rock, and The Rock's, you know, massive. And then it's The Rock with Shaq, and then Shaq's massive. <laughs> and then it's Shaq with Yao Ming, and then Yao Ming's, like, the biggest motherfucker out there. It's got, like, a progression of photos. Yeah. Yao Ming next to the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah, oh, it's funny. something like that. Yeah, that's funny. Uh... Then we had Dakota Kai, Io Sky take on Shotzi and Raquel Gonzalez. Rodriguez, sorry. There you uh, go. You've made that mistake <laughs> a few times. Yeah, Gonzalez just And it's like funny. Yeah, it's funny. Um in my it, it does sound better. I will give you that, but it's I'm I'm usually the one who uh trips over name changes yeah. and for me it's been We already have There's too many people with double Rs already. We don't need another. Yeah, Ray Ripley. Ripley, Roman Reigns, Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey. Oh, my God. There's a lot. I think there's a bunch more. Yeah, I remember there's a bunch. But anyways, women's tag titles on the line. Uh, I'm liking this team of Shotzi and Raquel. They're working well together here. Weren't they a team, though, before? Before Leah came and went? I feel like in NXT, (laughs) we would have seen these Um, two. They probably paired up at some point. Yeah. 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 At one point, Shotzi stands on her shoulders, jumps off into a big crossbody on the floor, and then her and Raquel hit a nice doomsday device with a drop kick. Uh, then a bit later, Io hits a real good, just leaping DDT off the top rope. Uh, she goes for the moonsault, or she hits the moonsault on Shotzi, and that gives her the win, retains the belts. But uh, yeah, I think Ali has been replaced because no offense to her, but Shotzi's better. <laughs> no, I think she is. I think we all. I think we all have known this. <laughs> yeah, but she had her little title range, and yeah, and uh, I think she got injured, and that's why she's been gone. But who oh, you, knows? You Even when so? she comes back, I think I heard that. But doesn't matter. What are you? What, uh, what, what, what are you supposed to do? Right? Shit happens. Yeah, shit happens. Uh, Rey Mysterio takes on Ludwig Kaiser. After that, pretty nice match here. Uh, it's all to hype up Ray's upcoming uh, intercontinental title match against Gunther. Uh, at one point, Ray hits a super stiff kick to Ludwig's face. Slow mo replay shows he got all of that one. Yeah, it, that was a little <laughs> iffy, and I think they, uh, they they it was one of those ones they cut back they cut back to replay. Yeah, and you can see that, that there was a bit of a out of position. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then a bit later, he finishes it off with the six one nine. The splash gets the win. Yeah, because now he's SmackDown exclusive. Remember, that's right. He requested. Uh, and then the final segment of the show, you had Logan Paul come out, cuts a promo. Uh, you know, he's still getting booed, but he had some cheers here. Uh, but yeah, he just kind of says, "I know the WWE universe doubts me." I'm confident. I'm the underdog. But then he gets jumped by Jey Uso, who beats him up good. Sammy comes out, you know, trying to talk Jay down, but, you know, he's disobeying Reigns' orders. But uh, this momentary distraction from Sammy allows Logan to recover, hits Jay with a big right hand. And uh, one lucky shot's all he needs. So Logan Paul stands tall and walks off. <sighs> stands show. tall. You know what that means? He's going over. Oh, no way. Uh, no, if he, Logan he, Paul wins and Drew McIntyre couldn't, it would be the biggest travesty. Uh, I, I, I am actually really looking forward to this match, though. Uh, Logan Paul's two matches. I mean, the last one, I fucking, the SummerSlam. 
against the Miz. I yeah, think. I mean he's. Uh, yeah, like he—he's yeah, he's a too. fucking athlete, and I think that's what I'm most excited to see. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a good match. It's gonna be you know like a 15 minute, just competitive, some cool spots. Why the hell not? Give me longer. How much are these princes paying? Like a trillion dollars? <laughs> I mean, sure, they could give them longer, but you think you think Roman uh, Reigns is paid by the minute? <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, we'll see. Once that was SmackDown. That was SmackDown. Um, and as every week of SmackDown goes by, I had to kind of like ask myself, do I feel like there's a chance Roman Reigns will drop one or either of those titles anytime soon? And uh, after this week's episode, I, I'm saying the same the same answer I've had for about two and a half years now. No. No. I mean, not even, yeah, WrestleMania at the earliest and maybe even not then if he's fighting The Rock. Like, yeah, it's almost kind of like, I don't know how this could actually happen. Or at least not the Universal <sighs> Championship. I can see a way yeah. that he loses the WWE Championship, but we're sitting I mean, that's at, what we've been saying. We're but sitting they still... at almost 800 days now. Like, Bruno San Martino can suck my dick because we're doing 800 days. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're <laughs> we're pumping our way through. Yeah, I'm sure they want to hit that thousand day mark just so they can say they did it. Because although but. it is a different championship than the, you know, or like the two, there's still two belts, right? You know, and there's a different lineage yeah. or whatever. But certainly Roman Reigns' universal title reign will be in the, the discussion of, of any title reign, any and all. Yeah, I mean, maybe he can do defend one title on the Saturday and then the second title on the Sunday at WrestleMania, pull double duty. Pull double duty and bangers, and I'm saying he's he's doing bangers the whole time too. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's gonna be an intriguing Royal Rumble. Like, do you throw the Rock in there to set up the match, or is this Cody Rhodes' big return and win? I don't know. Or yeah. Sammy Zayn, Sam. the Dark Horse. <laughs> Sammy Zayn at the Rumble. That'd be huge. Cody's too. Cody's too easy. Cody's coming back at the Rumble, but it's too easy. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I'm only easy. saying that because that's like the most logic. Like, give him some time to heal. Yeah. You know. When did we'll that see. happen? When was that Hell in a Cell June. Uh, match? June. And what? What was the? What was the prognosis of how many months? I think six. Six to eight. Because that means we're probably sitting at that like six month ish time now. Like we're just kind of getting there. Yeah, I think Rumble would line up for you know the time to bring him back. See, but. this that's what I'm saying. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Next show, uh, of course, we made our way through the weekend. The havoc is over, but uh, it's time for Monday Night Raw. Let's get Open up with Judgment Day opening up with a promo this yeah, time. Big heat. Big heat for them. I love now. this fucking, I'm sure, Mike, you've noticed the lighting effect they do for their shat, they, the way they cast their shadows. It's like a reverse shadow. It's, it's like, like a reverse shadow that's in front of them. It's super it's like, cool. Yeah, like every, the ring mat is dark, but their shadow's white. Dom it's is so getting cool. fucking heat as hell. These guys, are, these, so this, this is the biggest faction outside of the bloodline correct 
Yeah. A hands fucking of, down. Hands fucking down. Yeah, they're getting huge reactions, tons of booze. They're all uh, so good. Yeah. Uh, so they all just kind of cut a promo. They put over their boy Dominic for defeating AJ Styles last week. And then Dom drops the big line, says, I'm this generation's Eddie Guerrero. Huge booze for that. No, it it, it was uh, no, it was the line after that. He says, "I'm this generation's Eddie Guerrero." No, Eddie Guerrero <laughs> was his generation's Dominic <laughs> Mysterio, and I was woo, yeah. <laughs> baby. Yeah, so, man came yeah, out crowds. to fight tonight. So AJ Styles and the OC interrupt, uh, just kind of hype up the six man tag for Crown Jewel. AJ even drops a James Ellsworth reference at some point. We end up booking that match. <laughs> so we end up booking a match. Carl uh, Anderson taking on Finn Balor. Yeah, the uh, never open champion, or whatever he is. Yeah, yeah, whatever he is. Going on there. Uh, the last <laughs> I heard was that New Japan said if he he has to show up and defend it, or it's. Uh, it's yeah, they're stripping it. Stripping it. And it's the same day as Crown Jewel. <laughs> yeah, so it's not going to... Someone did the math. Like, it's impossible to travel to Japan, to, to Saudi in time. To, you can't work both shows. Yeah, someone did the math. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the Shield one time. They, like, worked a show and then took a helicopter to another show on the same day. Oh, that's pretty cool. But that was in the same city. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, within a city or two. But anyways... Yeah, that's pretty uh, cool. Carl Anderson, Finn Balor, match was fine. Uh, Anderson in a nice jumping neck breaker off the second rope for a near fall there. On the outside, the two teams just start fighting. Rhea Ripley, she slams uh, Doc Gallows into the ring post, and then she picks him up with us for a big scoop slam. Amazing strength there from Rhea Ripley. Oh, and that and that's a lot of beef. Yeah, and she held him too. It wasn't like he just jumped up. She held him. She there held him up there for a second, like hop slam. Yeah, that was awesome. Huge pop for that. I mean, she's she's the new China, but way better of a wrestler. So a way better wrestler <laughs> than China. Yeah, but she's got that presence for like even the men don't want to fuck with her. No one wants uh, to fuck with her, and she doesn't do cocaine. So <laughs> she also has that on her. I guess she has she has that one up. I guess so. Uh, and then Dominic distracts the ref so Ripley can hit Anderson with a low blow. Finn makes the cover, gets the win. Man, the OC, for me, <laughs> they're so like, I cannot picture a more perfect, um, what is it called? Yin and Yang. Then <laughs> AJ Styles and the OC. Like somebody who I want to see so bad and I want to watch them wrestle, but if I want to watch him wrestle, I have to also watch these guys. And it's just yeah. so like, it's such a Sophie's choice for me. <laughs> it's like, uh, I heard Bob Dylan in his later years when he'd play a concert, his first like hour, he'd only play new songs that no one knew or liked. He's like, all right, you stuck through that, now I'll play the hits. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta deal with that to get to this. Well, I like that one. Yeah, you, you, you guys stick through the whole new album, and then I'll... How's it feel? Wouldn't yeah. <laughs> you? Uh, the Miz comes out to cut a promo on Dexter Loomis and, you know, being stalked by him and says Tommaso Ciampa's been missing for weeks now. My best friend, please send help. Uh, please, any info to find him. And 
Johnny Gargano interrupts, says, you're full of crap. Ciampa's not missing. I just texted him a few minutes ago. He's injured. Uh, so tell the real truth about Dexter, or I'm going to blow the whistle on you. And he's got a little whistle with him. Uh, so Miz just says, I'm telling the truth. Nothing but the truth. Uh, speaking of truth, our truth comes out, does his full entrance, sings the song, says, Miz, you want to tell the truth? Here I am, dog. Miz is like, what the fuck is going on? So we end up booking a match. Truth versus Miz. Uh, Truth doing his hero John Cena moves. Uh, his his hero. And Corey Graves is sure <laughs> to let me know every single time that is his hero. <laughs> yeah. Well, so Childhood we're, hero. We're in Carolina, which is his hometown, I take it? Uh, Sure. I'd buy that. Okay. I mean, crowd likes our truth. Even That's a good you know, point. Crowd's he's a, he's like, a fun guy. He's a fun guy. That's a good point. And he's fucking like 50 in phenomenal shape. <laughs> yeah, that too. Uh, so anyways, they're fighting. Uh, at some point, this dark hooded man appears at the timekeeper's table. Miz freaks out. Truth rolls him up, gets the big win. Our truth. Uh, and then the hooded man lowers the hood. It wasn't even Dexter Lewis. It was Johnny Gargano all along. It was Gargano all along. Nice see our truth though. Who is the uh when do you th- <laughs> when do you think the 24/7 uh championship would last <laughs> uh I mean yeah I remember, I remember we talked about how it's it hasn't been on TV but it's just been shuffling all over the place on the house shows Uh it was last one on September 24th on a house show Yeah house show in Vancouver Yeah But I think WWE.com doesn't even update it. Like, it still says Dana Brooke's the champ. They yeah, Dana Brooke is the champ, yeah. Yeah. But in one day, right. uh, it went from Nick, Nikki Cross to uh, the ref to Nikki Cross again, then back to Dana. Yeah. Maybe they, maybe at the end of the night, it always goes back to Dana. Just to Yeah, it appears as though it goes back to Dana at the end of every night. But, I mean, I mean she's got to be racking up the reins to try to challenge Truth for his, like, 50... Yeah, thirteen. Whatever. She's she's two behind. She's already at thirty. She's two behind Tazawa. Okay. <laughs> Does he still work here? We haven't seen him in a while. Uh, I guess the whole gaggle's kind of been missing. The whole gaggle has been Reggie. <laughs> oh my god! I'm so glad Nia Jax. <laughs> well, yeah, she's been gone for a while. Yeah, it's been great. It's been great. Uh, so, anyways, on to the next match: Mustafa Ali taking on Austin Theory. Uh, Ali hits a backstabber, climbs the rope for a 450 splash, but then Seth Rollins jumps in the ring. I guess he was on commentary. Uh, causes a distraction. Theory grabs Ali, hits the A-Town down to get the cheap win. Yeah, to get the cheap win, unfortunately. I think uh, Mustafa Ali and Seth Rollins have a little uh, potential there. Yeah, maybe they'll book that for uh, Saudi U.S. title match. Exactly. You know, yeah, I get Mustafa Ali. I can see him getting thrown back into the mix. Triple H probably likes him. Yeah, I mean, he's a good wrestler. He just needs something to uh, sink his teeth into. But A little something. A little something. Uh, big something after this. Omos coming out. Taking on not two, not three, but four jobbers at once this time. <laughs> How much jobber could a jobber job jobber if a jobber could oh my squash? Well, yeah, that was basically it. 
destroys these four guys, stacks a couple of them up, and gets the easy win. Yeah, it's gonna be that. It's gonna be that. The classic, a classic. I'll give it a D plus. <laughs> a classic yeah, fifty-two. Passed. Yeah. No one got injured. No one botched the finish, so I have to at least give you a passing grade. <laughs> uh, Chad Gable takes on Elias. His first match back as the Drifter. Uh, yeah, back to classic. We're, we're back to walking with Elias. Yeah, so they had a solid little match here. Uh, great spot when Gable goes for a moonsault, but Elias just jumps up, hits him midair with the big symphony to the face. Awesome timing on that reversal. It's funny how much more charisma Elias has to his brother Ezekiel. <laughs> you know, like they're twins. Yeah. Like they're brothers. You think they would have the same. Yeah, it's crazy. The He's so over. He's got a personality. Uh, and then, yeah, after that awesome knee, he hits. Uh, he uses Dustin's Rhodes finisher, the, the final cut to get the win there. I don't know what he calls it. I think it was the drift away or something. The drift away! <laughs> so uh, Elias wins. Afterwards, Otis jumps him, but Riddle comes out to make the save because he still wants to form a band with him. Yeah, he still wants to form a band. So hopefully this could be leading to either a live show or <laughs> uh, a symphony of destruction or like a rock band of destruction or something like that. Yeah. You know? A battle of I feel the like bands, Elias maybe? can't help himself. He will. I feel like Riddle's going to get smashed with a guitar, though. Yeah, someone's getting smashed with a guitar, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Uh, JBL comes out, just does his thing, shits on the local crowd, brings out his client, Baron Corbin, who takes on Johnny Gargano. So, yeah, they have a decent match. Corbin hits the deep six uh, for a two count. Never wins the match, but the crowd always bites on it. It's like the Blue Thunder Bomb. <laughs> it's one of those moves. One of those it looks moves great, that, but never wins. Yeah, it never. I wonder when the last time. Sam, well, Sami Zayn doesn't win many matches. If we're being honest, <laughs> unfortunately. Unfortunately. Uh, so, anyways, yeah, Johnny Gargano gets mad at JBL at ringside, so he goes, steals his cowboy hat, and then he jumps off the announce table, hits a big tornado DDT to Corbin on the floor. He looks to hit the one final beat. But then JBL gets up, sweeps his legs out while the ref's distracted, which allows Corbin to hit end of days, get the win. Fine. Let's start racking up these wins, boy. Let's go. Fucking the Baron Corbin train has stopped, has, <laughs> has took off. Happy is dead. Long live Baron. Hardest worker in the fucking room. Yeah, I mean, he's he's consistent. He's uh, you want, he, you want, he's you want, you want to start talking rumble? <laughs> uh, no chance for Corbin. <laughs> I mean, he can, he can, he can, he can get to have a good run though. Get eight or nine eliminations. <laughs> well, okay, maybe a uh, one of like the ten or eleven lumber. Fifteen yeah. eliminations. I don't know. Yeah, I think Lesnar. He had like thirteen a couple of years ago. That was the record. Was that it? When uh, yeah, I guess he would that have eliminated. Fantastic rumble that we had. One of the one best. One of the best, one of the best you'll one of the best you'll ever watch. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> that's a long way away. The rumble. So let's go to the main event of this episode. Bianca Belair taking on Bailey in a non-title match. Uh, but yeah, good match. These two know each other pretty well by now. Uh, we had a big suplex off the apron to the floor. And then Bailey tries to steal Bianca's move, the KOD. But Belair lands on her feet, hits Bailey with the Bailey to Belly. But Bailey kicks out. 
And then later, Bailey hits a super Bailey to belly off the second rope, but Bianca kicks out of that. So they go to the floor. Bianca power bombs Bailey onto the announce table. It doesn't break, but she hangs on to her, lifts her back up, slams her into the ring post, and then onto the apron. The ref's busy checking on Bailey while Eo and Dakota attack Bel Air. The ref doesn't see it. Uh, he doesn't see the attack, but he sees the aftermath. He's like, hey, how did she get knocked down? <laughs> what, what, what happened? <laughs> so uh, he goes to kick those two out. When this woman, we don't see her face, this mysterious woman just comes flying off the top rope. Big crossbody onto Dakota and Eo and the ref. So he's taken out. Uh, back in the ring, Bianca hits Bailey with the KOD, but the ref's still down, can't make the count. The mystery woman gets back in the ring. We can see her face now. It's Nikki Cross, baby. No more superhero bullshit. She's back. She's back to being the psychopath. And who's the new fucking guy? Who's the new guy? Oh, on yeah. Kevin. He was like, that's not Nikki. That's not Nikki. I, it was, like, that's it Nikki was Cross. fucking infuriating. And Corey Graves yeah. just like, that's fucking Nikki Cross. He's like, I don't know. That's who's this person? Like, Who is this? What's his? Yeah. What? Yeah, it was it was bad. It was just like they were fighting for 20 seconds. I'm just like, shut yeah. the fuck up. Uh, I know. I, I was I could feel Corey's fresh. Just like, you fucking idiot. That's Nikki Cross. We all I know, know we were all here <laughs> two years ago. Not like you, you dumb shit. Yeah. So Nikki Cross, she attacks Bianca, hits the big fisherman's neck breaker. Bailey covers Bianca as another referee runs out. Makes the count. Bailey gets the win. She's pinned the champion. But uh, crazy Nikki does not choose sides. She attacks Bailey after as well. Just looking like a mad woman. That's how we end the show. Nikki Cross getting to stand tall. Big moment for her. Nikki Cross getting to stand tall. Next thing you know, the rest of fucking uh, sanity. Sanity? <laughs> sanity yeah. shows up. Yeah, fucking Killian Dane and the others. We'll do sanity <laughs> ju- We'll do sanity judgment day at Survivor Series. Could do that. Uh, either way, yeah, we're done with the superhero bullshit. Nice to see Nikki back. Yeah. Maybe... Uh, Maybe we can get Piper Niven back as well. We haven't seen Dewdrop in a while. Maybe. Yeah, let's bring back some of the some of the normal people gimmicks that we knew and loved f- from years past. Yeah, Triple H just cleaning house. Bring back everything the way it should be. Amen, brother. We should take a break though. Let's do that. We got more wrestling action in the second half of the show. Uh, so come back to the ground. Back here with the second half of the podcast, folks. Thanks for sticking out through the break. Um, you know, uh, Halloween is in the rearview mirror now. I know we started off the show with all sorts of little. It was a spooktacular of sorts. <laughs> I recently watched yeah. a Treehouse of Horror from like not too long, like six years ago or something. Simpsons is wild now, but that's besides the point. <laughs> The Havoc is come and gone. The powerhouses of the brand remain largely the same. Braun Breaker, Mandy Rose yeah. having retained uh, their gold. Um, but this week, uh, we, we have other things that we should focus on. Maybe some tag team gold. 
Yeah, some of the titles that uh, weren't on the show. We kick off with the uh, women's tag titles on the line. Team KC taking on Zoe Starks and Nikita Lyons. Kind of two babyface teams, so the crowd's cheering for both of them. Split. Uh, How long do do you think... the uh, the t- team KC have been champions for. Uh, when do we think they won maybe, it? Like two months, maybe. Two months, know. sixty days. Yeah, that sounds about right. Something like that. But uh, Ooh, yeah, they August, haven't... August second. Okay, so even longer. They are the third longest reigning uh, <laughs> NXT <laughs> tag champ. Yeah. Suck it the uh, way. Yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah, they had a pretty good competitive match here. The high flying versus, uh, the strength of Nikita. Uh, yeah, so they're kind of going back and forth. Katana goes for a big knee, but then Zoe avoids it, rolls her up and gets a three. Just like that. We got new tag champions. Zoe Stark, Nikita Lyons winning her first ever title. But wait! Uh, Katie, or... Katana and Caden are complaining. A second ref runs out to let the other ref know, and we end up restarting the match because apparently there was an unseen tag made. So the match must restart, but I don't get it because. So I I was wondering, was this a flat out mistake? I don't know. Like, it feels like such a weird book. Like, I didn't know you were allowed to complain that somebody. If you were allowed to complain and then get a second ref rundown to dispute the outcome of a match, literally every single match would be disputed. <laughs> well, also, I mean, the ref, they're saying there was an unseen tag made, but that, I mean, if the ref doesn't see it, the tag doesn't count anyway. So it's not like, like he still made the pin as if they were the legal person. So yeah, but that's, I don't that's what I'm saying. What if this ref fucked up and then like, that like that like they had to send somebody down like you fucked up the match we have to reset it i don't know you know what i'm saying i'm trying to think of reasons yeah i'm just i trying. think it was all part of the plan they wouldn't have done the fake title change accidentally bizarre bizarre but, yeah the whole thing the whole thing was weird uh so we restart the match katana hits a big spanish fly off the top rope uh nikita tags in hits her big butterfly kick followed by the split leg drop she's got the match one but katana breaks up the pin and then her and kaden hit the 450 splash neck breaker get the win retain the belts retaining yeah yeah i could have done without that fake title change in the middle didn't need that yeah i could have also not had that yeah didn't like it oh well Oh, well, maybe it's just to build up hype. No, you really want to see the Zoe and Nikita win. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Zoe Stark, uh, you know, previous uh, tag champ by herself. Or not by herself, with EO. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, after that, we had the new North American champ, Wes Lee, come out. Talking about his big win, and he's grateful for all the fans. Gets interrupted by Grayson Waller. Uh, he talks some trash, and then we get our truth. What's up? Uh, what's up? What's he had another up? cameo. He does his rap. The crowd enjoys it. Uh, he's wearing a Joker costume. He's welcome, welcome, welcomes us all to Halloween Havoc. Grayson Waller just says, "You idiot! That was last weekend." And 
our truth starts making fun of Waller's British accent, but he's like, I'm Australian, idiot. And the crowd chants, no, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> and British accent, they chanted at one point. So Waller takes a swing. Truth ducks him. And, uh, yeah, him and uh, Wesley beat up Waller just toss him out. Just beat him up and toss him out the way it was supposed to be. Yeah. <clears throat> then we had Shotzi taking on Lash Legend. Nothing too crazy here. Pretty short. But uh, Shotzi pulling out a new finisher move. It was like a figure four DDT called the Never Wake Up. Oh, I like it. Never Wake Up! Yeah. Cool move. I guess. That was that. Yeah, that, that was <laughs> that, was that, pretty much. Uh, then you had the Creed brothers coming out, talking about Julius winning the ambulance match, smashing his hands to save his brother, and you can see they got some makeup on. They're all, like, purple and bruised. <laughs> yeah, the makeup department really was working hard this week. Yeah. Uh, they call out Damon Camp because, yeah. Uh, now Brutus wants to beat him up and he just appears on the video screen to respond but then Sangha and Veer Mahan come out beat down the Creeds so yeah, after all that long build on Raw Veer Mahan's now here on NXT what was, what was the little tagline it was like there, he had a little tagline assigned to him didn't he yeah I can't remember fuck I was gonna say it right now and then make it <laughs> sound NXT related. Yeah, too bad. Poor Veer. Ah. Meh. We'll see what happens with this. Yeah. Uh, then we had the NXT tag titles on the line. Pretty deadly. Taking on Malik Blade and Idris Sanofi. Uh, yeah, solid match. Blade and uh, Idris put up a good fight. They were flipping, high-flying all over the place. Crowd was hot. They had a couple near falls, but pretty deadly. Just fight back. Hit the spilt milk. Get the win. Retain. Spilt milk. Yeah. Yeah, I like that That's one. Yeah, it's a good finishing move. Uh, then his Blade and Anofe are leaving in the parking lot. Odyssey Jones makes his return, just pulls up in a truck full of ladies and says, come on, boys, let's go party. <laughs> so that was <laughs> that. Was that. Uh, we go back to the ring where Schism come out. They're here to announce their new fourth member that they've been te teasing, this uh, this person wearing the mysterious red robe. Oh, they take off the mask, and it's a woman wrestler. Uh, her real name is Simone Johnson, daughter of The Rock. Uh, but her she's going by the name Ava Rain here. Ava Rain. Yeah, did not expect her to be in a group like this, but... Uh, but she is. Yeah, the crowd is pumped crowd recognized they know who who she is who her father is so they were pumped they were chanting ava right off the bat within five seconds of seeing her so that's a good sign that's a good sign because nobody likes joe gacy so no in this one segment she instantly became the most interesting part of schism <laughs> instantly so. instantly i mean maybe she can be like rhea ripley and be the straw that stirs the drink to make the group legit maybe the straw that hopefully stirs either way the drink yeah, I feel like this woman's going to get a huge push. Let's hope. Knowing who she is. Somebody needs to take Mandy Rose down. Yeah, I don't know if it'll be her, but we'll see. Uh, then we got this mysterious phone call. Someone called the Performance Center and 
They kind of had like a voice masking thing going on. Said they're going to rip NXT apart. Calls himself Scripps with a Y. Like a hacker angle. Something. Yeah, something. Scripps. Or maybe it's uh, maybe it's the return of someone. That's why they disguised their voice so we don't recognize Roderick them. Strong. Maybe. <laughs> Who else could it be? I don't know. Bobby Fish? Bobby Fish. Yeah, Bobby <laughs> Fish is finally getting the, the title run that he deserved. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, he had Sol Ruka taking on Indy Hartwell. Who, I mean, Indy, she's really just floating around here. Yeah, NXT. real floater, real floater. Doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, call her up to Raw. Reunite her with the family. Johnny, Candice, Dexter, they're all there. Let's let's get the gang back. Yeah, well, let's get the gang back together. That's a great way of putting it. Yeah. Either way, though, she dominates the match. Gets the easy squash win with a big elbow to the back of the head. Uh, but then right after, Electra Lopez appears, attacks both women, all on her own. So she doesn't, doesn't need Legato Del Fantasma anymore. She's, uh, I guess that's why she's here. She wants to establish a name on her own. You like seeing, you like seeing it, too. Yeah, good for her. Good for her. <laughs> the main event, we had Ilya Dragunov taking on J.D. McDonough. Just another great match between these two. I said it earlier. I mean, Dragunov, I don't know if I've ever seen... I've only seen a dozen matches, but they've all been amazing of his. Yeah, his his record is pretty good for me uh, right now. I think for most people. Yeah, just hard-hitting, stiff offense. And uh, McDonough, he's no slouch either. He can go. Uh, uh, at one point, Dragunov gets knocked off the apron, goes flying into the announce table, hitting his, his injured ribs that he's been selling. So doctors come out to check on him. All kayfabe, though, but uh, we continue. JD just targets those ribs the rest of the match, but Dragunov's fighting spirit keeps him going until McDonough just gets him locked in this uh, this unique headlock, and Dragunov's bleeding from the mouth. Uh, maybe internal injuries there coming up. <laughs> but he cannot escape the hold, but he does not tap out. He just passes out instead. So JD McDonough. Getting the big win, and uh, Dragunov taken out on a stretcher. Dragunov taken out to the stretcher and on to the main roster. I mean, that's what I hope. Uh, the uh, McDonough, remember when J.D. McDonough, th th he was the 205 champion, and then there was a whole unification that went yeah, down. Yeah, I think he was. With the cruiserweight Jordan Devlin back then. Jordan Devlin back then, yeah. Even these. Two I guess that's what JD stands for. I never thought. Like, about oh, that's Jordan a good point. Devlin, that's McDonough. a good point. Well, Jordan <laughs> Devlin McDonough uh, is in these two matches is infinitely better than something with Jordan Devlin just didn't never clicked for me. Yeah, no, he looked good in these these this week. Yeah, uh, yeah, the havoc and, and uh, this match here. Yeah, and I mean he got the win, so they they see they see pretty big things in him. Some there. potential. Closing I show. agree. Uh, that was all of the NXT episode. Let's move on to our last wrestling show of the week. Of course, we're talking about uh, AEW Dynamite. AEW. All Elite. They coming for you, Vince. Better watch out. It's too sweet. Where we kick off the week's show. Uh, where are we live from? 
fucking somewhere probably <sighs> nobody wore a jersey to tell me whatever it is <laughs> but uh some of our ring of honor champions chris jericho daniel garcia the pure champion over there taking on blackpool combat clubs Claudio castagnoli and wheeler yuda the beard getting longer every single week it's like uh it's it's like that whatever half a cent two centimeters longer every week <laughs> the beard on wheeler yuda uh and uh this was uh yeah we're we're gonna start off with a hot tag match I guess right yeah this was a fun match uh, you had the Jericho Society at ringside interfering when they can and Jericho tries to use the baseball bat but Claudio power bombs him he grabs his legs for the big swing but Garcia Garcia runs in jumps at him but Claudio catches him on his shoulders well he still got Jericho hits a double big swing. That was the, that was the big spot of the match. That was fucking incredible. I think the fans were just man's so strong. Yeah, he's Superman. He just goes on a roll after that. He goes outside the ring, just starts taking out all four members of the Jericho Appreciation Society, and gets back in the ring, hits the neutralizer on Jericho, and gets the three. Huge win here for Claudio and Yuda. Yeah, big win. Jericho. You don't see Chris Jericho pinned in the ring too much. I'm surprised it wasn't uh, Daniel Garcia who got the pin on this one. Yeah, so big win there. Uh, right after backstage, Brian Danielson's being interviewed when Wheeler Yuda walks up. He's like, do you see that? See what we just did? We beat Garcia and Jericho, and you need to step up. Brian's like, er. Yeah, he says, Brian, I'm not your son. I'm not your kid. I'm a grown-ass man. So Brian shoves Yuta, says, you're going to disrespect me after all I did for you? So Claudio gets in the medal and says, let's calm this down, boys. Let's calm down. Yeah, some tension there. Some tension there. Yeah, and uh, you said uh, Renee Paquette has her fingerprints all across this episode also. Oh, yeah. Great. Great backstage interviewer. One of the best. Next up of the night, uh, we have a number one contenders match. For the eight. Well, right before that, oh. we had a special video package. Okay. For the elite. So, for the first time in months, we're seeing footage of Young Bucks and Kenny Omega on our TVs. Uh, kind of some still shots of them, but then they all get burned out of the image. And uh, it's kind of them just talking about how they started up AEW and. Yeah, the shots burn away, well, and at the very end, it's all, they show it's the... It's all sound bites from, you know, various promos and uh, interviews yeah. and things like that. Yeah, so the pictures, they keep getting burned out, and then at the very end, they show the AEW logo, and then the E burns away. So, AW. But, I mean, What, does, what does that three. mean? <laughs> the three men have to be coming back soon. And it means they're coming back soon, whatever they are. Yeah, hopefully real soon before full gear. Or at least at full gear. Yeah, that would be fine as well. At full gear. Like the uh the you know, like kind of the post match, the blackout kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fine. <laughs> uh I heard they were all backstage as well this week. Oh so really? That's a good sign. That's a good sign. Yeah. Fuck CM Punk. Fuck him. And then there was a little backstage interview with the Jericho Society, but there were some terrible audio issues going on with the mic. I could barely even hear or understand what they were saying. Oh, I think I skipped this one. Yeah, you didn't miss anything. <laughs> uh, so that brings us to our match, Swerve in Our Glory, taking on FTR, number one contender for the AEW title. Just another good tag match here. Keith Lee looking real good. He had the crowd hot with his 
athletic ability, doing leapfrogs, all that fun stuff. And at uh, one point, FTR hit the big rig on Keith Lee, but Swerve breaks up the pin. And then a bit later, he low blows Dax Harwood. Well, on the outside, uh, the gun club, they were watching from the front row. They restrained cash. In so. costumes for some reason. Well, it's Halloween. They were dressed up like FTR. <laughs> okay, that's fair. I don't know. So anyways, yeah, they're holding cash back. Dax is on his own. Lee hits him with the big bang catastrophe. He gets the cheap win. So the disrespect to FTR continues. Will they ever get the title? God, but every, every, match, they're, every match they're in is great. Yeah, we just won't see them fight again for like two months now. Who knows? Right? I know. It is it is a weird thing where, uh, <laughs> yes, I'm sure a lot of people could agree that they should have won by now. However, we didn't picture the acclaimed happening. Yeah. You know I what mean, I'm I saying? I just want to see them on the show. They've only had six tag matches all year on Dynamite. So. Really? Yeah, wow. they even called Tony Khan out in New Japan. They're like, book us. Tony, book us. So, I don't know. Uh, but uh, Renee Paquette out on the stage to interview MJF. Huge reaction from the crowd. They're all chanting his name. He hypes up the uh, world title match coming up against Moxley. Does a little impression of him. Starts walking around and talking some trash. <laughs> that was uh, a great impression. He that was a great impression of Moxley. Yeah, he had the walk down. He had, he the, had walk the walk down, down and kind of like the I'm gonna blood. I'm gonna break your bones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna f- f- bathe in your drink blood. your blood. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he does that. He shits on William Regal for a bit, and then he promises that full gear he will not use his dynamite diamond ring because he doesn't need it. And then Stokely Hathaway comes out and says, ha ha, yeah, we won't hurt Moxley either. Ha ha. But then Max smacks the microphone out of his hand, says, if Mox wins tonight, I need him at 110%. So him and all his fanboys have no excuses. You don't go near him. No one in the firm, don't even look at him or you're fired. And then he closes out with his catchphrase and the crowd all shouts it in unison. My, his super over catchphrase, as he called yeah. it. This was fan. This was fantastic. He did his. I uh, he's he's fighting for every scumbag who told me I wasn't good enough. This chip on my shoulder. <laughs> it was something like that. Also, Renee had a great comeback. She's like Matt. She's like, yo, you can't just say with all due respect and then say something insulting. And then he's like, and Renee, with all due respect, shut your mouth. <laughs> and the crowd was <laughs> yeah. <went> nuts. <laughs> the crowd went woo. That was great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just her face of like, oh my god, this fucking guy. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Every single MJF promo is. Uh, is 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 worth it, right? Pretty much. Uh, after that, you had Brian Danielson take on Sammy Guevara. Uh, right off the bat, Sammy hits a big springboard cutter, but uh, crowd sounded a little quiet early on. But uh, they got into it later once Brian started having his comeback, just chopping and kicking the shit out of Sammy. Uh, Sammy hit a big Spanish fly off the top rope. Goes for the GTH, but Brian escapes. Hits a reverse Rana, followed by a stiff Busaiko knee. But he doesn't make the pin. Instead, he grabs Sammy's arms, stomps away on the head, and then puts him in the triangle choke. Sammy passes out. Brian gets a win for a change. 
Brian gets a win for once. It really feels like it. I mean, he loses too much. Yeah, he loses a bunch of money. You know what? He, he <laughs> lost, we saw him lose, unfortunately. Yeah, and I don't know. He should his winning percentage should be like ninety or above, but it's wow. like seventy percent, right? So, Anyways. Mike, I got, I got I got a little quick one here for you. I did a quick little clicking around research. We always talk about MJF. You know, we're pa- pay the man everything he says. He's there on television for us every single week, um, whether he's wrestling or not, right? Yeah. So, Mike, I have a question for you. Uh, over or under amount of matches MJF has wrestled in this year? Okay, I'm going to give you a number. He's wrestled. I know the number. It's seven matches. Oh shit! <laughs> Damn. And he's because I looked at the rankings the other day, and yeah, he's three and four. He's lost more than he's won this he's year. He's lost more than he's won, but you know we're saying pack, you know, back the bank, brink trucks up, pay for the man. If this guy gets paid two million dollars a year, that's like how many hundreds of thousands a fucking match? You do like eight matches a year. Even Jericho yeah. wrestles more than that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, MJF, he really doesn't wrestle that Like, often. even Roman Reigns wrestles more than eight times a fucking year. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's a special occasion when you get to see Maxwell perform. I mean, I'm sure he wrestled a lot in 2021, I bet. Yeah, I think this year has been, I mean, obviously he missed those Well, he took the, three months. He didn't miss those three months. He took the summer off. <laughs> he, he was conveniently I gone mean, from May to September. <laughs> yeah, a 26-year-old who fights 10 matches a year really needed the break. Well, I, well, I, th- I, I think given, given his popularity, he needed <laughs> a couple of weeks. Can you blame the man? I don't blame him. He, no. he was within his right. He deserves his money. Uh, there was a promo backstage. Uh, I think um, Ray Phoenix is like, yo, I should fight for that all in championship. And then Christian Cage shows up and he's all like, yo, Luchasaurus should fight for that uh, championship. And then Orange Cassidy walks up and goes, stares right at the camera and says three-way pretty much, right? I think that <laughs> sounds like the match we'll be getting on Rampage. Yeah, that seems to be his thing, these triple threat matches. Orange Cassidy seems to be like ramp, like Rampage guy. Yeah, and you know, the All-Atlantic title, it's a good, you know, at least you can get some title matches on the show. So. And like we said, you know, like they, uh, why, you know, Rampage is the B show, but it doesn't have to be the fucking D show. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, you can just, just make it good. <laughs> it's, it's It sort of feels like a no-brainer. This week's will be live, though. Okay. There's also that, you know, maybe the live element really be, keeps them being able to really making it, uh, you know, you can't change a title on a non-live show. Everyone will fucking <laughs> find out. Yeah, and at least, uh, you know, he's building the prestige of this belt up a bit. Yeah. I feel like all of Pac's defenses were in other promotions, most of them. Good point. Until he lost the belt. Well, you know, yeah, so. exactly. But, you know, you can. Like, we're seeing it more than the TNT title doesn't even get defended, it feels like. <laughs> Never. So. Yeah. Uh, some women's action. You had Riho taking on Jamie Hader, who once again, Jamie Hader just super over. Let's just stop fucking around. Turn her baby face. Don't drag this out too long. And Riho is super over as always. Following her return yeah. last week. Yeah, the crowd loves little Riho. She's she's got that fighting spirit. Uh, she hits a big cross body off the top rope to the floor early on. Yeah, we have a nice evenly fought match until Britt Baker on the outside. She grabs Riho's boot, 
So Hater grabs her, goes for a power bomb, but Riho reverses with a nice code red for a big two count. Uh, and then a bit later, she hits a big dragon suplex. Jamie lands high on her neck and head, but she kicks out again, recovers, ends up hitting Riho with the ripcord lariat to get the win. Pretty great match. And before, uh, Britt Baker had a little run-in backstage with uh, Renee and Soraya. Renee was on fucking... She was all over... She was Shiv- she was pulling a Shivani. <laughs> yeah. Today. I mean, maybe that's part of why they hired her. Like, poor Maybe Tony, that's why she's here, out. so Shivani can just fucking sit at the desk. <laughs> and I've heard... Shavoni is now like a backstage talent relations guy as well, so maybe the, he has an increased kind of role. Exactly. Like I feel like <laughs> Renee. Um, what what is the Shooty Award specifically? I think it's uh, like best backstage personality. It's, it's something like that. Yeah, best backstage <laughs> personality. Uh, yeah. You know. Yeah. It, quickly making her mark. Quick. Ex- exactly. It's very. It's a very. <laughs> it's really important. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's go to the main event. We had the AEW World Title on the line: John Moxley versus Penta El Zero Miedo, and uh, this crowd's hot. They were chanting, chanting for Penta, chanting Zero Miedo right off the bat. And now, did you notice Penta? Penta has on the back of his ring gear is like his fingers when it does the Miedo thing. Yeah. Like, remember when Roman Reigns's ring gear? had the little logo of him doing the Superman punch in it. <laughs> yeah. It kind of makes me feel like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I hate when he does it in the middle of the match and his opponent just lets him. And it was it was funny that we said it like fucking a year and a half ago. It was like, haha, count how many times he does it in the match. Yeah, like three yeah. times he did it here to mock. And he just lets him shove oh, it in his face. Like 12, I'd be punching the guy. He did it like 12 times. I wish he did yeah. it three times. He's so good, though. <laughs> I don't yeah, care. I mean, just like stop. <laughs> no, I just I, it makes his opponent look bad by not doing anything about it. But, yes. Uh, yeah, match was great. Uh, Moxley hits a big RKO and then a stiff pile driver, but Penta kicks out. And then a bit later, Moxley hits a big DDT onto the steel steps outside the ring. So uh, Penta's in some trouble here. Moxley nails him with the King Kong lariat. Same move that knocked out Hangman last week. But, uh, uh, there, there was a couple out. times where he, where Penta like st- stopped it. He saw it coming, and he. Yeah, stopped. they kind of hyped it up a bit after, after the damage it did. But uh, thankfully, nothing, nothing bad happened this week. Uh, so Penta kicks out of that. He has his comeback. He hits Moxley with the Fear Factor, the package pile driver, and this, this one looked a little scary. Moxley's head. It, right. It, like, down. Well, I mean, I think he makes <laughs> right on the he mat. Makes all, he makes all of them look scary. Uh, yeah, but I think most of the time he wrestles guys a bit smaller than Moxley. He's usually you know, <laughs> yeah, good point. Yeah, but he's a strong yeah, he's a strong uh, boy though. He's a strong boy. Great move. Moxley kicks out. Uh, yeah, so Mox gets up, recovers, and then he's able to hit back to back Death Riders. Gets the big win. Retains his belt. Uh, but then immediately after the firm, they all run out beat down Moxley, disobeying MJF's orders from earlier. Uh, then we cut, we see a video of backstage, the Blackpool Combat Club, their dressing room has been chained shut. So they can't come out to help Moxley. Uh, so MJF comes out. He's standing on the ramp. He's looking conflicted. He wants to help, but he can't. He walks off. 
But then he turns around, runs back down, gets in the ring, pulls everyone off of Moxley, gets in Stokely's face, tells him, you're fired. So the firm says, okay. And then they beat the shit out of MJF. Even Stokely getting some cheap shots in there. Uh, Ethan Page hits a big ego's edge. Morrissey choke slams him through the timekeeper's table, uh, which did break this time. Finally. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah, MJF is laid out. And the firm of all people stand tall to end the show. So Yeah, maybe a, some, bit of a, uh, a bit of a weird ending. Well, I mean, yeah, that's some big baby face sympathy going on for MJF, but. I mean, uh, yeah, I hope it's not a case, another case of the old double, triple cross where he's in on it all along, but they've done that a bit too yeah, much. Yeah, he, he's double, <laughs> triple crossed a few times, right? Yeah. Here's my fantasy booking. Okay. For the full gear main event, since uh, MJF already promised he wouldn't use the diamond ring. So at the very end of the match, William Regal on the outside, he turns heel, slips mock. Max the brass knuckles, which he didn't say anything about, and then he uses that to beat Moxley, so he's still healed. So you're saying, and, and then it's fucking Regal <laughs> leaves the Blackpool Combat Club and yeah. teams up with MJF. That's my that'd be fucking legend. Book. That'd be fucking legendary. Because <laughs> I don't know, I, I feel like it's a bit too soon to pull the trigger on a full baby face MJF. He's still got so much heel in him. Yeah, he, he has a lot of heel. Even left. if the crowd cheers him. But yeah, I don't know. I think the crowd. Well, yeah, the crowd wants it. Whatever. Yeah, he because he's just going to be cheered. I think it's more of a period where he's going to be cheered for being a piece of shit. Yeah, and that's fine. And that is totally fine. Yeah, you're still getting a reaction. I think, and that's what's most important. Yeah, yeah. So, either way, that's going to be a great match. Either way, it's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait for that full gear. It's uh, not this weekend, but the following? Mm, no, two weekends, uh, three weekends from now. The third, yeah. Oh, four weekends. After Christmas. <laughs> Pretty much, fucking after Christmas. <laughs> uh, our last pay-per-view of the year. We know our main event. That was all of the weekly wrestling action. Uh, only time for one more thing. Let's bring you a wrestler of the week. It's the wrestler of the week of the week. Wrestler of the week of the week of the week. The wrestler of the week of the week of the week. Wrestler of the week of the week of the week. The wrestler of the week. Let's do that. Mike, let's hear what you got. Well, uh, yeah, we had some great matches. I'll throw it to Halloween Havoc. Uh, Wesley, great performance in the ladder match, winning your first singles title. Showing you can hang on your own. You're not just a tag team wrestler. And yeah, the crowd's into it. He was into it. I was into it. Wesley. Wesley. Congratulations! I think possibly your first ever uh, wrestler of the week. Yeah, MSK might have won it, but I'm, uh, I don't know. I feel like certainly as first on his own. I feel like they didn't. <laughs> Maybe. Remember, we He's hated them. Remember how much we hated them. Yeah, but they were so bad Lily, in our minds. <laughs> if Lily can win it, anyone can. Win it. 
<laughs> That's a good point. If Lily can win it, <laughs> uh, I am going to flip the card, flip the deck over to Ilya Dragunov, yeah. um, who's just you know really just remember that name, folks. Remember the name. W for future WWE <laughs> champion. I said it. Yeah, him I, versus Gunther, main eventing a pay per view. Main event of over. WrestleMania is going to be fucking <laughs> Gunther Dragunov. Just, just, just yeah. wait, just wait. You're, I'm going to sound crazy now. Either that or the next Clash at the Castle. If that can happen. Clash at the Castle. What about uh, uh, yeah, another. I'm thinking of another name. <laughs> thinking of another fun alliteration, but like to do with Australia or something. Just something not, yeah. you know. Well, Dragonov's from Russia. I know they're not going there anytime soon. Well, we're not going there anytime <laughs> soon. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, God, whenever that match happens on the main roster, it's going to be big. Uh, those were our restaurant of the weeks. And that was the whole show. Thanks for listening, folks. Right for the shows everywhere. We'll be back next week. Uh, Crown Jewel build, you know, the last, when we went to Saudi last, it was, it actually was pretty fun. So I'm thinking I'm looking forward to this show coming up soon. Yeah, this is the first Saudi show of the Triple H era, so I'm sure it's going to be even better. Yeah, it's going to be different in its own way and uh, all that great stuff. Thanks for listening, Mike. Take care of yourself. All right, we'll see you next time. Eight, two, eight.